see Last of Us. We'll talk about that space. You are listening to the Movie Chemists Podcast. Your host, Brian Matthew and Greg Canales, giving unfaltered reviews on the latest movies and television series. Mixing in pop culture, gaming, sports, and whatever the hell they want. Movie Chemist Podcast, episode 148. We're back, bitches, twice in a week. What the fuck is up? You said we couldn't do it. We're doing it, motherfuckers. This is the, this is the most podcast we've done in, <clears throat> in the short amount of time. New year, new us, motherfuckers. New year's resolutions. We're checking off boxes. What's going oh, on? Yeah. What's going on, brother? How was, uh, how was the weekend? Good, good. Uh, spent it with the fam. Birthday's coming up. They spoiled me a little bit. And actually, I watched a lot of movies. Um, we were watching. We were just chilling, watching movies. Some of them were good. Some of them were great. Some of them were absolutely disgraceful. Uh, one of those movies we'll be reviewing today. Will it be the disgraceful one? Will it be the good one? Will it be the great one? That's a cliffhanger. I'm going to deal. That's that's a professional move right there. And stay tuned because that'll be our second review, Megan. Um, but we are going to start where we kind of left off last one, The Last of Us. Episode 2 was reviewed, and we reviewed, reviewed episode 1 as well, actually. And last night, episode 3 aired. Um, the episode was called So, So Long, I believe. Yeah. Um, what was that called? Just had a long, long time. Sorry. Long, long time. <laughs> Um, we knew it was going to be about Bill, who's a character in the video game. Not a huge character, but a very well-liked character. And, yeah, we knew it was going to be about that. And I, I think we said we were both looking forward to it, correct? Well, a lot of people were looking forward to this episode. Uh, Bill is a fan favorite. Yeah. So, especially with uh, you know, with who's playing him. Uh, what was his? Uh... Nick Offerman. Yeah, Nick Offerman. And usually he plays comedic roles silly he, he says all this you know in the, in the what was it the community parks places and parks and rec sorry i'm, I'm gonna get bashed for that one uh, <laughs> what did you call it community it's very nah. well, very similar to like similar styles yeah yeah but he plays this you know man's man american man you know he's just like a bacon eating doesn't yeah. want to be bothered yeah he's just like he's like grumpy per se so it's this is a but in a comedic way you know in this he has a very 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 serious tone to him which is you know seeing the side of uh his acting chops man this i hope he gets more roles after this because well I'll let you lead off with uh, this episode. Yeah, so it was the Bill episode. The episode starts off with with Joel and Ellie. Um, they're headed to Bill's house to get the battery for the car so they can go drop Ellie off and also go find Tommy, Joel's brother. And there's some cool stuff there, but they're ultimately going to see Bill. And that's where we get a flashback on Bill's life. and. Um, from the game, Bill is this uh, kind of survivalist. You know, he's got these traps set outside. 
fences with barbed wire. Um, it's one of those tinfoil uh, hat guys. Yeah, yeah. Doom, he's, he's a doomsday prepper, pretty much. And doomsday happened, and he was ready for this shit. And, you know, I think while you say it was a kind of a deviation from the Ron Swanson character, I actually saw a lot of Ron Swanson in um, this character that Bill was. Actually, yeah, it was but, more of a dramatic role. I think that's what you meant to say. But there was yeah, a lot of Ron Swanson. Yeah, less of a comedic, you know. Yeah, yeah, imp- less of a comedic take. But there was a lot of Ron Swanson and Nick Offerman. Even some of the comics comments they made, because there was some funny parts with him, were very Ron Swanson-like, which I enjoyed. Um, but yeah, and we meet Bill. And this wasn't too much of a deviation from Ron Swanson, in my opinion. More dramatic, like I said. But it was a huge deviation from the game probably the biggest deviation from the game thus far completely different from what we get from bill in um yes or no the The character's the same but the story and the way it plays out is completely different yeah um completely different and it was interesting um it starts off pretty slow but it eventually evolves into a very touching and deep love story between bill and frank which i thought really really um, set the tone and was a, was a perfect tone setter for the rest of the series, knowing what I know from playing the game. Yes. And the message was very deep. And yeah, I, I really liked this episode. I thought it was really well done. Um, you have a love story unfolding um, between somebody who was essentially like Joel, very closed off person. He starts off with the apocalypse happening. We go that far back. And he's kind of excited. (laughs) This is something he's been prepping for. He doesn't really like society and he's ready for everything. You see the apocalypse happen, the city's empty and boom, he kind of is ready to rock. He's already setting his traps. He's already hunting. He's drinking his wine. He's making his fun meals. And I wouldn't say he's happy, happy, but he's prepared for this day and he was ready for it. And then, eventually, years later, Frank gets caught in one of his uh, booby traps. And, you know, event, you know, right away, Bill, being the person he is, is like, fuck off. Where you're going is that way. Head that way. But Frank kind of swindles his way in there, kind of convinces Bill, hey, at least come let me in, shower, eat a meal. And eventually, they fall in love. And it unfolds, you know, very, very... It's very well told and it unfolds very naturally and you get to experience this apocalypse and this 20 years leading up to Joel and Ellie arriving at um, his his big, what would you call it? I'm, I'm trying to think of the word where he lives, like his big, um, what's the compound? word for like a, a compound, exactly, before yeah. they arrive to his compound from the, from the, from the, uh, for the battery. And yeah, it was very, very moving. And the acting was incredible. Not only Nick Offerman, but the guy who plays Frank, which I'll pull up the name right now. But yeah, you can go now while I pull up his name. But yeah, great acting, well acted, and a very, very well told story. I, I thought it was it was beautiful and one of the best episodes of television I've seen in a long time. Well, yeah, and I agree with you. It was so well done. Uh, I I knew it was going to be a good episode based off the last two episodes, but my God, this show 
each episode just gets better and better. I mean, you cannot ask for better TV. Um, I think one of the best things that not just the acting, but the way the way um, Bill is when he meets Frank he doesn't want him around because obviously bill doesn't trust anybody, especially in a mm-hmm. post-apocalyptic world. Everybody's just at that point, like killing each other off just for, you know, yeah. grabs you to be suspicious of everybody. And yeah, Murray Bart, Murray Bartlett oh. is Frank's name. Okay. Yeah. The actor. Okay. Got it. And, um, so I'm, that's basically, you know, you have basically, you know, everybody's became a raider, you know, just like mm-hmm. looters and they, they'll kill anybody. Um, Joel and Tess were pretty much part of that at one point. They were, they, you could just part of the vibe of it. And then in the game, you, you, it more unveils that, you know, Joel and Tess were not good people. They were part of those groups that would ambush people and take what they needed to survive. And so, <clears throat> Where Bill, he sees Frank and, you know, he's, it's almost as he's showing through his, I guess, uh, movements that he's yearning for human interaction because he's been alone. He was alone in the compound for four years, you know, with just by himself. So, I mean, he had him over to have some food and he didn't just give him food. He, He had this whole like dinner. And he kind of like impressed Filet him. Me young. Yeah. He made him like this banging meal apparently and gave him wine. So he was like whining Great and dining. Him. Wine. Yeah. Yeah. And like one thing that also that this show, this episode does is just the scarcity of food. I mean, it makes every meal that they have, you know, you're just like, wow, like that probably tastes so good in, in a world like that, you know, because essentially all his, all the food that he grows is, is fresh, you know, the chickens that he raised yeah. and he, he mm-hmm. has like a, he has a farm in his compound and mm-hmm. you're just thinking in your head, like, man, I, I, I can't even imagine what that tastes like. Everything fresh in a post-apocalyptic world where you're, you're cracking open a, a can of beans that's most likely spoiled and like eating it just because there's nothing else around, you know? And th- here comes this guy with a plate of like roasted chicken with vegetables and wine. And you're just, you're like, clearly, you know, he's, he's wanting and dining him for a reason. And it comes out that, you know, I guess Bill was in the closet and he never came out, you know? And uh, Frank kind of, you know, unleashes that. And, uh, so, and, uh, they, they create this love story, like every step of the way you almost, almost like this wasn't even, I couldn't even, you could just take away the title of the last of us and you could have just called it, you know, Bill and Frank. And it would have been like a really, really good indie movie. You know what I'm saying? It could have been like one of those yep. movies, like The Road, where this post-apocalyptic world and these two people just fall in love, and this is their story, and yeah. uh, what they do in this episode, and everybody, and this is one thing I do. I, I go on Reddit, and I obviously I go on social media, and I read about what other people think about the show, and you know, you go on Reddit, others, what a loser! I know, right? Um, <laughs> one thing that's disappointing to see is that people were bashing 
this episode. I mean, everybody's not if we're going to satisfy everybody, but it's 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 really unfortunate that people bash this episode because they're like, oh, how could you create this stupid love story? It was it was too much of you know those woke stuff being shoved down your mouth, and how could you deviate from the game? Blah blah blah. I'm like, you want to do an episode of them getting a battery? Like, that's essentially what it was. And that I'm like, that would be just like a filler episode of them trying to find a battery, you know? And yeah. to say that this was, you know, the kind of too woke, I I would disagree. And you know me, I'm very, you know, there's a there's a time and place to, you know, add that. This was very well written. It was it it made sense. It was in the game, so they're staying faithful to the game. They're just opening it up more. And you know, you could tell the people that are doing this show went through like a storyboard and we're just like, okay, we have to keep this the same, keep this the same here. We have to change it. And when we're changing, we have to make it good. And that's exactly what they do. And they, and even if they change it, they're very, very careful with it, not to ruin the integrity of the lore from the game. And I yeah. do, I cannot, I'd like Bravo, you know, Bravo to them. Yeah. This is this episode is I texted you, you texted me last night and you, did you watch? I'm like, dude, it's the best TV I've ever seen. That episode was, yeah, I cannot remember the last time I watched a TV show and it was like, wow, that was, that was blew me away. Yeah. It, it reminded me a lot of, um, the San Junipero episode of black mirror. Yeah. Kind of a similar story where two people fall in love in a situation. They in a tough situation. Um, and they realize throughout it that the the most important thing that they have in each other's life, it's not all this other shit. It's just having each other. And and that's ultimately the message behind this episode and why it was important, right? In the game, right? Joel and Ellie get there and there, there are some critical things. I think Ellie's interactions with Bill were great. And there's also a part where they, they, they go to a school and they fight and meet the first bloater. Now, obviously I would have loved to see the bloater in this episode, but we already know from the trailers that there is a bloater in here eventually, and they will have that scene somewhere else. So I'm not afraid of missing that. But what I really liked about this is the message it sends about this is, this is a really dreadful situation. And I, I said this in the last episode about how dark the second game is. And in this one, They've managed to sh- keep that dark tone and that gritty tone, but they've also managed to uh, really, really convey hope in this very well. And I thought this this relationship conveyed hope, and it and really this was the biggest progress for Joel's character without him being in the episode a lot with that note that they receive at the end, which is a very, very important. But yeah, I I, I really love the love story here. Um, I, I hate the term woke for this reason because just because there's a love story about guys doesn't mean it's woke. I, that doesn't mean yeah. it's woke at all. Like people so, overuse that word and try to tie it to anything that their their bigotry or they might disagree with or they're too they're too immature to see on the screen, right? So yes. I, 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 that's why I hate that term. It, it's so stupid mm-hmm. and it's so overused at this point that it's yeah. just it, it, when people say that it's it's a red flag for me to probably not associate with that person too much 
because he's yeah. probably a simple-minded motherfucker. So, but yeah. So from me talking to people about it, and a lot of people were saying, not a lot, but there were people who was like, oh, you know, it was like that was such a you know it was a weird episode. It's, it's like wait, like so. Let me get this straight. If 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 say Frank was a girl. Well, that would be normal, you know what I'm saying? Like that would you would be fine with that, but since it's Frank, you know, it, it it's a it's it's essentially there. I mean, it's not essentially, but it is, um, you know, a gay and like relationship, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's it's normal yeah. now, you know. It's 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 here's the thing. Like I don't like that. Be like. Well, they, you know, they, they didn't have to, you know, make it emphasize them having, you know, falling in love. I'm like, well, I mean. Yes, they did. It, yeah. It, the story it, it doesn't did. work if it, they don't. And I, I believe I, 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 I was talking with somebody about it and said that, you know, Bill wasn't, wasn't gay in the game. I was like, yes, he was. It was emphasized was. that he was absolutely in a relationship with Frank. Because he says mm-hmm. my partner, you know, mm-hmm. and that's like it. And it's not, it's not like the HBO hasn't done this the first time. I'm like this. They've been doing this since the 90s, like all like these themes. So even if Ever I'm seen like, the show like a, Oz where there was gay sex in every single episode. Yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> that was in like, the 90s, too. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just saying, I'm just telling you, like, why do you it, it? Why just because if the guy's gay that it's just like too much in like, all right, if you're uncomfortable with it, that's fine, but it's not that it's not woke. Yeah. You know, it's not, you ever seen the wire. It, yeah. The where, wire. Where the main, the best character in all of television was an openly raging homosexual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and, and it's like, look, I, I feel like people that have something to say about this episode, Almost, it's almost as if they're like uncomfortable with their, with their sexuality. You know, it's it, it, it's perfectly fine. You know, yeah. It, but like, it makes any, the story it, work. Yeah, it, it makes it does, the story it does. work because it does, and you realize so, he was so lonely because he was closeted. He was afraid well, to come out. Yeah, and and also it emphasizes the overall theme of the show, where you know the importance of Ellie. Not in just because she's the cure, but you know because it what she represents. She bring she brings light to basically like America's given up. The world has given up. You know they're, mm-hmm. you're, they're just existing. They're not actually pushing forward. They're actually people are just dying off. You know in the game, and they subtly mention in the show that these uh, these quarantine zones, these QZs are are dropping like they're getting either you know overrun by uh clickers or the cordies and or the the fireflies are are taking over there's rebellion so you know people are on the run these cute these safe zones are dropping so you know humanity is going extinct where like ellie is the shining light it i love how this show emphasizes like hope and yes you know, a reason for living. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what this episode did. Cause the letter yep. at the end of the show, you know, Bill says, you know what? Uh, I was just like you. I'd given up on people. I hate people, but Frank brought that, you know, into my life. Frank brought light in my life. And, 
you should, you know, you should take care of, well, test. That was also heartbreaking to hear too, because, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was, it was like, a, you could tell that, you know, he was very affected by Tess's death, you know, but he doesn't well, he show because... that he realized Tess was, was, was the one for him, that girl for him. And he, he was scared to open up and commit himself. And now he's lost her and he's realizing there's a chance for me to redeem myself. Ellie's that new hope in a totally different way, but she is that yeah. new hope. And I must commit myself and open myself up to this mission and to, you know, being there for her, protecting her, getting her to her, 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 her location, you know, with the health. And yeah, I thought that was, that was great. And well, the not, fact that what they did with Bill was, was amazing because he was Joel. Yeah. He was exactly who Joel was. They're, they're very similar. Bill said he hated him, but he also was one of the main people in Bill's life. Cause I think Bill realized, Oh, we're kind of the same people. We're kind of assholes. we have no purpose to, to, to live. And then Frank comes into uh, Bill's life and completely changes him. That part where he said, you were my purpose. That was, that was really heartbreaking. Really, really heartbreaking. Great acting Dude, too. So many scenes in this, in this show where it shows, you know, slowly and slowly where Bill was coming out of, you know, coming out into the light, you know, that, epi- that, that scene where he surprises him with the uh, planting and growing strawberries. And then the yeah, fact yeah. that like, he, I'm like, I remember I looked over at uh, my, my Leanna and I was like, can you imagine not having strawberries for 10 years and then finally biting into like one? I'm, I'm cause I, dude, I love strawberries, my favorite fruit, but just to, like, <laughs> to bite into like, and then to share that Fresh moment too. with, with, yeah, with your, yeah, to share that moment with your significant other, it's like little moments like that in the episode, you're just like, okay. And like, and that's when I dawned on me, I'm, I'm like, something bad is about to like happen, you know, like something really bad. And, uh, yeah. And it was actually, it was actually that scene towards the end where I think, uh, uh, was it Frank? I think he got like what he had MS. It, it doesn't really say so, but some incurable disease that he was obviously suffering through, yeah. um, could have been MS, could have been ALS, something like that. Who really knows? But yeah, he, he was the one that. You know, even though Bill was actually older than Frank, he Bill ended up taking care of him, and those scenes were really great as well. Yeah, and it was just that whole segment at the end, like where he was like, "I want you. We're gonna, we're gonna go to the boutique. We're gonna get dressed. You're gonna. I'm gonna tell you what to wear. You're not gonna argue with me. Then we're gonna get married, and I'm gonna die." I, mm-hmm. I, I literally looked over at Leanna, and I was like this is heartbreaking you know <laughs> like i'm like watching and and now, one of my other one of my buddies was saying he, he, he his wife looked over at him and there's tears going down his eyes and it's usually his wife that's in tears and she was just like totally ripping on him it's like are you crying he's like oh there's something in my eye yeah. <laughs> it, it was a it was such a sad episode i was like damn this is so sad and uh yeah the, it was like, um, you know, it was like the beginning of Up. Yeah, you know, that little short montage, but it yeah. was like that over forty-five minutes. <laughs> oh man, it was, it was definitely, it was. 
even though there's no click, there was like one clicker in it in the beginning of the episode, and you know, um, yeah, it. I didn't really. You didn't really need and re, You didn't really need the action. I mean, you had that scene where the raiders try and come, but dude, this guy had his place fortified so well. Um, yeah, that compound was sick. Yeah, then he. I, I thought he died. I'm like, really? They're gonna they're gonna kill Bill off like that? Like so? Like, even before uh, Joel gets there with Ellie, and then because remember he got shot. Yeah, he did like that a switcheroo. Kind of yeah, because it that was the only he was just standing in the opening, <laughs> just yeah. firing at like ten people. I'm yeah, like, he's way too proficient for that. Yeah, exactly. And I and then that scene, I was like, why is he out in the open? But then it, I think my one gripe about the the show was they showed him like almost dying, but then they cut to a scene where Frank is in a wheelchair. I'm like, huh? Did I miss something? I almost had yeah. to like, I almost wanted to rewind it. I'm like, did was that right? So, but anywho, um, I'm guessing they both, like, I thought, I thought Frank was originally the one that was just going to die. And I guess they had a moment at dinner where he, Frank goes like, I don't approve of this, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is not how I would end it up. And I I thought he was just bringing to his room, but apparently he decided that he was going to die too. Yeah. Yeah, he so. he ended up drugging himself as well, and they wanted to die together. Um, it 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 made sense. It completely made yeah. sense in the terms of things. And then you know he leaves that note for Joel, basically, you know, telling him that you know I found my purpose, you found your purpose in Tess. He obviously doesn't know Tess. You need to commit to to that and make her your purpose, and not be so closed off and open up, because that that was the. And what I really like about this is, you know, anybody can take something from this. Obviously, we're not living in a post-apocalyptic world, but, you know, they're, 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 they are. They're living in a post-apocalyptic world with threats constantly. Don't really know what's going to happen the next day. Living in the moment, but they had each other, right? And that's all that mattered to them. That was their purpose. They could not fucking care less about anything else. They had each other. They were in love with each other. And that's what life is all about. It's about sharing moments with people who are important to you. Very important to you. And it completely changed uh, Bill. Completely. He was very much like in the beginning, he was very much like Nick Offerman. A very closed off. I don't want to be bothered. Leave me alone. I want to come to work. Punch in on the clock. But, you know, even in Parks and Rec, you know, even though these aren't tied, but he he's a very warm person and becomes one there, too. And then in this one, he just completely changes. And it's, it's it was very, very moving and very well done. And I love the music, the score. I think we mentioned it really sets the tone for this as well. And yeah. And then you get to the end and Joel gets there and you kind of start to see a change in Joel after he reads that letter. He yeah, gives he's still Elliot a little close rules. Off. Yeah, and and you could see Ellie notices it too after yeah. he reads that letter. And this is when we get those great moments in the game where Joel and Ellie start really bonding, and that's what's going to come in the future because those are that this is where the show is really going to kick into gear. And it's amazing because I love every one of these episodes. They've gotten better week to week. I liked episode one a lot. Episode two was better for me. I liked I loved episode two. Episode three was better. So. 
And then my favorite parts in the game are the interactions between Joel and Ellie where they really start opening up to each other, which is where we're going to get to now. Yeah. So I, I, I think every episode, I think it's safe to say that there is going to be some sort of flashback, which I love. I love the, I, I hope they delve into how Fedra became this dictatorship mm-hmm. because in the game, they ju- it just you just find out what Fedra becomes through context um, and, mm-hmm. and like exposition. You don't actually see yep. it happen. I hope in the show that you know they they expand more on it because in the game, apparently, Fedra uh, just cut ties with all the people in charge, like the bureaucrats and the politicians, and we're just like, all right, the military. The military's in charge. We're taking over. Uh, society's broken down, and um, even um, Bill says in the show that you know the the government has turned into Nazis, where they're this they they force people into labor. You know, that was funny. They, yeah, he's he's like, he's like you believe the government are Nazis? He's like, they, they are. are Nazis. Well now, well now, well now they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, it was, um, I hope they touch more on what happened before and it seems like they are, and I hope they stay on that pace. If not, whatever, this, the show is just as good. I, I, I completely have faith in the direction where they're going in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they, but like, yeah, the, I would like to touch more on, you know, what happened with Fedra, um, you, you know, what happened in between, I'm sure they're going to show uh, what happened with um, oh, um, oh my god I'm I'm drawing up Tommy uh, joining the Fireflies or being an ex Firefly member mm-hmm. and how I guess their relationship was fractured because Tommy joined the Fireflies and so yeah there's there's they're they're covering so much in these uh, episodes that you know like you're getting a whole full spectrum like. I hope when they if they do go to the sewer, I honestly hope they they do a flashback with uh, Ish. When I I've constantly me and you have had tech, uh, talked about this before, where uh, Ish was you you find out what happens to this sewage community through uh, like pieces of paper and notes left behind, and how this how this uh, whole entire community fell, and it, it was very tragic uh, that. Yeah. You know this whole place. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I hope so. I really hope so I because so. Uh, it, it's a fan favorite. You know, a lot of people have, or um, or in the gaming community have, have stressed like they wish they did a DLC with Ish, or they 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 hope they find out what happens to him. Um, but yeah, like just a bunch. There's so much they could do. You know, it's almost you know they they touch on everything, which is good. So I, I they're think he'll doing be an right Easter egg there. probably. Probably. I don't think they'll touch on his story. I think they still have a lot to do and only have six episodes. So I'm yeah. going to predict that that doesn't get done. But I do think they'll leave a little Easter egg for it. Yeah. Which would be cool. Which would be definitely be cool. So, yeah, but, we're getting to Pittsburgh soon. Um, that'll probably be one of the next episodes. Yeah. But uh, overall, your rating of this episode. Oh, come on. Do we have to even give our rating? 10 out of yeah. 10. Easy 10 out of 10. Without a doubt, a 10 out of 10. 
Um, Easy 10 out of 10. Yeah. Probably, I like I said before, best TV I've seen in a, in a long time. Yeah, I was, I was just reading. Um, you know, there's some gripers. There's always, it's, nothing's ever going to be 100%. But um, I was just reading this. The Last of Us Episode 3 currently has 4,500 one out of 10 reviews on IMDb. Thankfully, they're being Correct. nullified by the 1,500 10 out of 10 reviews. So, you know, there's people. And, you know, the thing I've said about this fan base is there's a lot of people who hated those leaks from The Last of Us Part Two, and they refused to change their stance, and they're going to continue to hate everything that this um, franchise does in the future because they stand by the stance that, they made this game woke. They ruined this game. This game is dead to me now. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So I'm sure a large majority of the people giving those one out of 10 star reviews are from that from that sector of the fan base, which I would choose to ignore. What did they like? It, it, it was a constant. It was a constant theme in the game. Ellie was Ellie was a lesbian. Yep. Frank was gay. You know, like, then don't fucking play it. Yeah. You know, what also, you... it's post-apocalyptic. You take what you could take at some point. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not like there's like, it's not like there's a freaking smorgasbord of just hot, attractive people from the opposite yeah, sex that you're going to click off with. Yeah, we're going to go to the gay for the stay when you're in jail. <laughs> we're we're going to go to the Cordyceps Club and pick us some chicks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyways yeah easy 10 out of 10 so uh moving forward ooh, and they had a trailer for uh succession uh, oh yeah, yeah yeah that I was awesome cannot, looks great wait. it's gonna air after this one ends so yeah we'll, uh, um we'll keep these reviews rolling because i know we love that show my my fiance uh started it and she's like oh my oh, god right. i gotta go back and because we she started it i think a year ago and oh uh, but she stopped yeah, I forget, I forget why. She got busy with work, and so she's like, I want to start it up again. It was actually really funny. I'm like, oh, you have no idea, you know, yeah. and it gets crazier. But, uh, yeah. It sure does. We did actually, on Friday, we went and saw... Together. Men, May, Thregan. Yeah, M3gan. M3gan. We saw M3gan. Which, by the way, was already greenlit. Uh, yeah, the sequels were part already two. Uh, Megan, yeah. this is a James Wan produced mm-hmm. film, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it seems like he's getting into this um, horror verse, monster verse kind of thing. I heard uh, rumors. I read an article where he wants to do like a Marvel esque horror world where everything's tied together. I mean, he kind of did that with the Conjuring, right? Because yes. they made the he wasn't involved with all those, but they have the Conjuring, they have Annabelle. Um, what was the other? They did another spinoff from that as well. I forget the Nun. The Nun was from the Conjuring, so oh. he kind of already did that. Eventually, Insidious. Maybe, yes, was Insidious eventually involved maybe in that? Tie that. It wasn't related. Did he do Insidious? Oh, the uh, Curse yeah. of La Lorna too. Yeah, that so, was from the Conjuring universe. Yeah. So maybe so, he'll make like the Expendables horror version. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That'll be funny. We're, 
we're putting a team together. Yeah. <laughs> Jigsaw comes on as a little bike. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, so basically, Megan, uh, artificial AI put into a titanium alloyed robot. Yeah. Made for kids. Um, one thing uh, I had to say about this movie how incredibly stupid it was but somehow it worked yeah it i mean this so basically this this woman uh i think what is her name Gemma. she actually was the actress who played the daughter in get out yep yep allison williams yeah allison williams she is a programmer uh, slash uh, robotics engineer for a uh, very big toy company, uh, one that rivals like Hasbro. It's basically a play on like Funko almost. Yes. You probably got all excited fucking (laughs) mutt. (laughs) No, but I was definitely like, this is definitely a play on that. Yeah. It was kind of like a Furby mix Funko. Tamagotchi kind of thing. Yeah. So she she siphoned like, couple hundred couple hundred grand from the company and built this this uh ai robot which is super illegal but yeah and um it she 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 essentially makes it f- like for herself as a side project but then her niece uh katie right katie yeah. whose parents, parents. Uh, yeah her her <laughs> well her uh her parents her sister is was the mother of Takati, and she they died in the in a snowmobile accident or whatever. Well, not a snowmobile accident, a, a, a plow accident in the in the mountains in Vermont. And Gemma gets custody of her, and she's trying to cope with the death of her their parents. So what does she do? She gives her an AI robot named Megan, with and she programs her to do whatever Katie wants to protect her at all costs, but doesn't give her any base parameters, you know, like, I mean, this is terrible. Even, even had RoboCop had prime directives, you know, uphold the law. Um, what I I forget the second one. And I think one of the other directive was like, you can never arrest, uh, um, OC Omnicorp, uh, employee or whatever. Even RoboCop had parameters. They built this, this artificial robot to be intelligent, to to learn, to protect Katie at all times, and to also have titanium alloyed exoskeleton. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what could go wrong? <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was. It was. Listen, the premise is it doesn't really make sense. It would never happen. These people no. don't even feel like really inventors or or kind of like techie, high tech kind of people almost elon musk as people the asian actor who plays like their boss was terrible oh he was <laughs> terrible, he, terrible he's a comedian acting. you know that right yeah yeah but Isn't oh, that terrible that guy actor. that does emotional damage yeah it might have been maybe but yeah he was awful in it yeah. but you know uh, the, the daughter katie was our horrible she was just a fucking brat yeah. I mean, oh, I get her oh parents died, but like her parents die, but she turns into a freaking she's almost worse than Megan at one yeah, point. Yeah, she's she freaking like a punches st- Gemma in the face. I was like, <laughs> I swear to God, I, I remember I looked over at my girl and I was like, 
do you have any idea what would happen if I smacked my mother? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, this is, I'm like, I was raised old school, man. I would have, I would have put, put in child labor camp or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, listen, now um, your fiance, she watches like, tick, she's on TikTok and stuff, right? Yeah. Didn't this movie kind of blow up on TikTok? Like TikTokers kind of picked it up and, and made videos on it and stuff. They're and that's why the dance, right? Yeah, yeah. They were copying the which was hilarious, by the way. They were copying the dance, and I think they were just doing TikTok videos on that first trailer. Because you watch the trailer and it is pretty funny to see this like blonde kind of AI doll just be a complete bitch, and then it turns out she's the new generation Chucky or something like that. <laughs> and then in the video, she's doing this one dance in the hallway, which is absolutely hilarious, where she's like <laughs> yeah it was very odd i was just like oh man this is actually kind of cool um but i think it lie. got picked up on tiktok yeah and i think that's why like there was a huge like audience for it like first yeah. weekend it did really well in the box office not even so i think megan was the my f- favorite part of this movie like she yeah. was i actually enjoyed her character per se i mean everybody in this movie was kind of annoying and really fucking stupid i think megan was the only one that i kind of was like all right well she's not wrong you know like she protected her essentially i mean so that you related kid, to a doll that that kid <laughs> that kid had it coming too <laughs> oh yeah the little prick in the park yeah so yeah, that part was even the neighbor too. i mean yeah it was uh i i actually enjoyed every second that Megan was on the screen because she was, it was, it wasn't even creepy. It was just almost entertaining, you know? And yeah. And I think, so here's the thing. So that's the, last, the key word for this. Entertaining. entertaining. And the last James Wan movie that we watched, I think it were produced by James Wan was malignant. And that was funny as fuck. That was hysterical. That movie. And I think James <laughs> I Wan about that. With these new movies that he's producing, he's almost kind of like ditching the scary, creepy. Um, well, not scary, creepy, but the like. It's still horror genre, but more entertaining and less scary. You know what I'm it's, saying? It's more like, yeah, I don't know. There should be a new genre for it because it's not horror. It's not really a thriller. Like it is I, I don't horror. Know what the term would be. It eh, is horror. Is it? It's it's more like slapstick horror kind of. I don't know what the term would be for it. There's got to yeah, be a term for it. We probably gotta be, just yeah, don't know. Right. It's, it's got to be a new genre because Malignant, even though it was so fucking stupid, but it worked. It was so and it was entertaining. It was like I'm like, all right. Usually some horror movies, and I think that's a problem with mainstream horror movies is that it they take themselves so serious that. It's very, and then they're so tropey, but these are tropey, and he knows they're tropey because they're silly with it, you know? Yeah. And so it kind of works. It's almost, yeah. It's almost like a Sam Raimi style movie, you know? Yeah. And that's what he's like going with. I think he's found a little niche, you know? He's kind of, he kind of did his thing with the conjuring. Megan, as you said, Megan 2 already got greenlit. So it had a great first weekend. And so, you didn't really state what your opinion was on this movie. What what was it? I'm kind of seeing you kind of thought it was decent, though. 
Yeah, I would, it, it was decent. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I found that Megan's mannerisms were, and this is like, she wasn't even like a bitch. She was just, you know, she was, she, she made sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, it yeah, wasn't like, was, she, was, she was like, you're not her. wrong. And she's like, you know, uh, what was her, what was the fucking woman's name? She's like, oh, do you know, Gemma, you're kind of a shitty parent. <laughs> yeah. Just like absolutely negligent parent. She's like, hey, oh my God. Uh, Katie, your parents just died. My sister just died, but I got I got what? this huge project at work I got to do. So um, yeah, you got you're gonna chill for a little bit while I go do this. And yeah, Gemma's she, a piece it, of shit. She didn't even care her sister died like one bit, like yeah. not one tear was shed. <laughs> yeah, no, she her sister died, and it was almost just like fuck. I got to take guardianship of this of 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 my niece, and it's just like in my head I'm thinking like. She didn't want this at all. She did not show for one second at all that she wanted this kid. And she had the opportunity of the husband's, um, her brother-in-law's parents to take the child. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, she wouldn't want me to to take care of her kid. And yeah, I was when like, the therapist really? calls. Yeah. And she's like, you know, there's an opportunity for you to not, you know, take guardianship of this kid and take her over here where, you know, they want to take care of her. I was like, Okay, like this movie should end right now. There should be yeah. a ten minute movie because there's nothing redeeming about fucking Gemma. Yeah, she. I mean, completely wanted nothing to fucking do with her, and yeah, yeah. and but Megan like called her out on it. She's like, yeah, well, you know, and and then, and then <laughs> she's dealing with. She just got bit by a dog. All right, <laughs> she he lost her parents, and she's like, hey, I have a presentation tonight. You need to be there. My entire life uh, is like pretty, revol- pretty much revolves around this. Uh, are you up for it? I can understand if you say no. It's like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> and even Megan looks at her with just like, really, bitch? Really? Like, I think yeah. Megan, <laughs> Megan was such a good parent, whereas uh, Gemma was just, I-, I think she was the real monster. I think it was, uh, yeah. I th- I think Megan was the real hero. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of the reason why this works is because she's Megan is a let's get it right. Let's, let's not portray Megan to be the hero, but she 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 was a murderer, but all the people she murders were highly highly unlikable and pieces of shit. Yeah. And yeah, that's why it kind of works. My my only gripe with this movie really is, you know, some of the acting was terrible and, and yeah. it was annoying at some points. And, you know, a lot of these characters are just flat out pieces of garbage, including the little kid, Katie. Um, but my, my biggest gripe is I felt they could have like, there was, there was parts I was laughing out loud. The dance part from the trailer is yeah. absolutely hilarious in the movie where she just pulls out a fucking... I think it was like the cutting board for uh, at work. Yeah. Who has those actually, anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who has those anymore? I've actually anymore? seen them still. I've seen them at some of my offices. <laughs> Get at, oh, well, but, I but mean, she I does a little dance them, scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that little dance. I was cracking up. I actually rewinded it. I'm like, that That was hilarious. And my only regret is I, I think they could have went further with it. I no, feel they, like they're like did. sillier. 
Yeah, they, they, they did. did but they cut some they stuff. Cut for, it, uh, yeah, PG thirteen, right? A lot of people say yeah. saying, "I want to see the unrated." The um, the that scene in the movie they they really enjoyed, and they said they cut out a big segment of that when uh, for obviously to keep it an hour and whatever change. But um, I'm calling it right now. I'm telling you, I have the plot for Megan too. You want to <laughs> okay. hear it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so obviously Megan ends on kind of like she's still around. She puts her coding, I guess, into the Alexa at the end of the movie yeah, yeah, yeah. because again, like turns at them as they're leaving. So she's probably going to inhabit another body. Um, that guy that she kills who made a copy of it, they're going to make a new Megan, but with like parameters. So they're going to have the, uh, they're going to have like a new Megan that's still attached to Katie and then the old Megan that's attached to Katie. And there's going to be a good Megan that's like, has like the parameters and just like is actually good. And then you're going to have the evil Megan. Megan versus Megan. You're saying? Yeah. Megan versus Megan. I'm calling it right (laughs) now because they're going to have two different versions because he made the copy and I'm sure he sold it. They're going to be like, Oh, they sold it to, you know, Hasbro. And then they have the Megan that's, stuck in the internet or whatever in, in metaverse and they're yep. gonna they're gonna clash because Makes that's pretty, essentially what they did in this movie at the end of the movie i i knew it when she had her hands like behind and i'm like oh they're the bill's about to come out that giant yeah. robot yeah when they reference him in the beginning you know he was going to be used in the oh <clears throat> final sequence of the movie yeah there, there's gonna be a good doll and a bad doll in the second, and I'm, I'm for it, man. Battle bots, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Megan versus Megan. That's the new, mark my words. New Freddy versus Jake. If it happens, we're gonna probably refer will. back to this episode. They probably did, they've done that something like that in Chucky, the Chucky movies as well. But the thing is, like the plot, it really is insignificant in this movie. People are showing yeah. up for the memeable moments, kind of thing. Which yeah, you know, it definitely had it definitely had some of those. So yeah, I mean, overall, I enjoyed it. I did a little tease in the beginning. I said I watched a few movies this weekend. Some of them were embarrassing, some of them were good, and some of them were great. This was the movie that was good for me. Yeah, I thought it was solid. I had fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I rewinded some parts that I thought were absolutely hilarious, <clears throat> and uh, yeah. yeah, it was it was decent. Seven out of ten. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna give it seven out of ten. Um, it did. I, I I got what I wanted out of the movie, and it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and even even Leanna was like, you know, I I honestly she enjoyed it, but she was like, I honestly thought that it was gonna be more scary than uh than what we got. I'm like, yeah, it was it was not scary at all. Um, but if you wanted if you wanted go into this scary movie route um we could we could uh watch what was it did you watch smile yet smile <clears throat> no, remember that movie that was getting uh had the viral you know people were showing up to games and smiling oh yeah 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 i know what you're talking about yeah i watched that and then I watched uh, Barbarian. Did you watch Barbarian? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Barbarian. I watched it. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I watched it uh, oh. Friday. Yeah, I watched oh, it. Okay. It was good. You liked it? Yeah, I liked it. I, I'm i not going to lie. 
I I like that Justin Long was in it, but he played such a shitter and it worked. And I think he knew that he's like a, you know, it kind of worked for him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> it's it's not he usually plays like the happy go lucky guy, the guy everybody likes, you know, the typical generic kind of, you know, white guy almost. <laughs> but yeah, he kind of plays a shithead in this. And I like the movie. I I I thought, you know. I feel like horror movies are kind of like they're kind of hitting a little a zone right here. I don't know if you saw Black Phone. I thought that was another good movie last year. I enjoyed Barbarian. You kind of have Megan, which we said wasn't horror, but kind of in that genre. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very interesting. Um, they don't reveal a lot in the trailer, which is important because I'm seeing so many fucking movies now. If we watched the trailer last week for Shazam where we basically were like, yeah, we don't have to watch that. We saw the whole movie. Yeah. This one, they reveal very little in the trailer, and I think that's extremely important because you really don't know where the movie's going at certain parts, which I really enjoyed. So what did you think? I enjoyed it. I I liked it. I, I was kind of It was kind of more like a meh to me. It was getting all these good reviews, and he was like, oh, this, was, this, is, this movie is like so good. And I watched it, and I was like, all right, that wasn't as good as I thought it was gonna be, but I enjoyed it. I I like Justin Long's character. I like how he was such a fucking weasel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I liked how I thought it the clown was gonna be. Uh, what was it? Uh, Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought he was gonna have a more prevalent role, but him getting fucking head bashed in like that, I'm like, holy shit! And uh, yeah. I liked there was a there was like a nice scene in the movie uh, as far as like parallels go where Justin Long goes he finally goes into the basement to to I guess try to escape or I forget exactly what was happening but he goes deeper into the tunnel and he finds you know apparently it finds the guy who he was like a he was a serial killer and serial rapist and he just like kept all these women down in the, and mm-hmm. in, in the tunnels and was just like raping them and they were having babies and he was like raping his daughters and they were having babies and that's to create this superhuman mutant and and so he I guess he was kept all the way in the tunnel so when Justin Long finally goes inside his room and he sees the guy and the guy is seeing him I, I've read somewhere that director said that it was almost like these two were looking in the mirror, mm-hmm. so to speak, because Justin Long's character was being accused of, um, you know, he was getting hashtag me too'd mm-hmm. because uh, he coerced himself into a one night stand with someone. An so, intern or something, right? Yeah. Or another actress or some shit like that. And he was, he was getting, he was getting canceled. So, mm-hmm. He was, you know, he thought it was going to be a redemption character, but he's really a piece of shit in the show. And they said it was two monsters looking at each other. And I, yeah. I, I like that. And that's what I enjoyed about that movie, that little one scene right there. And uh, that's all you enjoyed. See, I, I enjoyed. I, I didn't know where the fuck the movie was going, even after watching the trailer. Yeah. Like in the beginning, you think, oh, Bill Skarsgård's character is going to be the villain. He's going to be the bad guy. Obviously, they're setting it up for that, even though he's coming off as the nice guy at first. There's still some weird things. Why are they in this Airbnb together? He must have coerced this to kidnap her at night. And then it turns out, no, he gets his fucking brains bashed in. And then you see Justin Long's character and you think, oh, 
here's this guy. He's going to go in and he's going to save the, the, the black, the black chick. Who, what was her name? Um, who was good. I actually enjoyed her in this movie. Yeah. Um, I thought she was really good. Uh, Georgina Campbell, Tess. So yeah. I'm like, Oh, he's going to go in there and he's going to save her. And it turns out, no, he's a piece of shit. He's the owner of this, this house here. And, it turns out he goes down in there and <laughs> he's a scumbag. He basically, at some points in this, he basically is willing to sacrifice Georgina, uh, Tess, to basically save his own life and use her as like a shield at points. And yeah. he even throws her off a fucking water tower. And I, and yeah, I just I just like the nonstop misdirections they had. And I, I really enjoyed how unpredictable the story was. <coughs> and just the, even at the end, I didn't know what the barbarian character was. And at the end, they finally reveal, oh, it's basically an inbred superhuman because this guy's been kidnapping women for the last however many years. And they all end up inbred. And now this is an inbred superhuman that lives down there. And, oh, he's still alive. And, oh, shit, he just blew his fucking brains out. I, yeah. I really liked this movie. I thought it was really good. I, I, I fucking lost it when... Uh, the big giant mutant monster was trying to breastfeed just long. I <laughs> even that that was fucking. I big. was hysterical. I'm like, oh my god! I was like, that's his, that's so funny. That was oh, that it was, was creepy too. <laughs> He's just like, get the fuck yeah. off of me! Fucking, yeah, that was fucking weird, man. Uh, but yeah, that that's what I enjoyed. I mean, in this in today's day with movies, you feel like you know everything about a movie and nothing catches you off guard. And this, yeah. in every act, there was something that caught me off guard that I didn't expect. And I enjoyed that. I mean, solid, solid movie. I, I, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. Um, I would give it I would give it another 7 out of 10. Yeah. I meant more like an 8. Yeah. I thought, I, it, was, I thought it was fun. There's definitely some tropey moments in it. Don't get me wrong. Oh, hell Absolute yeah. tropey moments. But um, you can get away with tropey moments if you have a good written story. And, yeah, and, but, and, and overall, the movie's good. It when you know that they know that it's tropey, like they, yeah, know, you know, you know what I'm saying like they're doing it on purpose, mm. which I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I think all three of what we reviewed today was horror. It's yeah, basically. Um, I be, uh, and speaking of horror, I am playing a remake of a horror game. Sci-fi yeah, horror game from 2008. Yes, I got it on PC. It's great. Mine's I, coming tomorrow. Nice. I yes. um I got it on PC, and it's basically it. It's not. It's it's a remake. It's not. It's not like beat for beat though. There's certain corridors that they change, and obviously a design. But it is just as fucking anxiety-inducing and creepy as. Uh, the like the the original. It's yeah. like almost like I'm replaying the game again. Yeah, dude, that movie but, was frightening. What? I mean, that game was frightening. Oh my I legit, god! There was parts where, oh fuck, that yeah. scared the shit out of me. I literally could only <laughs> play that game at half hour intervals. At there was so like I would get such bad anxiety and like <laughs> creeped out that I'm like, all right, I I I got to take a break. I got to walk away. And I'm, I find myself doing it now where I'm playing the game. I'm just like, Oh, I don't want to go down this corridor. Let me just pause it and like, go get a snack and then I'll come back to it. So do they expand on the story? Do they add to it? Or is it just basically an HD remake of it? 
It's not an HD remake. It's a legit remake. Of remaster. Like, that's what I meant. Remaster. It's just basically, but are they just like they remastered the graphics, the the engine and stuff like that, or yeah. do they add stuff to the story as well? I wouldn't say they added to the story. It's almost beat for beat the story. Minor little tweaks here and there, like, um, for instance, you know how you exit the ship in the beginning of the first game. I, th- I don't remember uh, that. So, anyways, the whole I haven't played it in probably well, since anyways, it released. Yeah, I, I'm not ruining much, but no, no, no. Just, can, I'm just saying say the crew, the the ship crashes in the beginning of the game mm-hmm. into the Ishimura. So your crew in the original one, your entire crew goes and and goes into that main lobby where you guys get like you know ambushed by the 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 uh, the necromorphs. I almost said cordyceps, the necromorphs. But in this one, your entire crew doesn't go. It's you and like like three others. Uh, one stays behind. So, it, but it's m- very minor. It doesn't change the story at all. It just stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's okay. one thing I noticed. It, it's not that crazy. I would say it's almost <laughs> beat for beat what happens in the original. But the the graphics are fucking stellar. The gameplay is smooth. I mean, I said it to my buddy uh, earlier today. I was like, who knew Dead Space spiritual successor was going to be Dead Space? <laughs> it was supposed to be Callisto Protocol, but it yeah. almost it kind of flopped, you know? Yeah, that game was not good. I, I, I played through it. I beat it. Um, somewhat enjoyed it, but it was fucking lazy. Very, very lazy. The combat system was lazy. The villains were lazy. You're basically fighting the same villain after same villain. There's one boss you fought, fight four times and then a big boss at the end. Um, extremely lazy game. Had potential because visually it's it's impressive on the PS5. That's It looks really good on the PS5. That, that's so upsetting because these are the guys that made, made Dead, Dead Space. Space. Yeah. And then... I don't know. I don't know what's happening, but EA, who is known for you know just cash grabs, just comes in and just knocks it, kind of knocks it out of the park with the remake. Mm-hmm. And the guys that were supposed to have this IP, this new IP, and we're just like you know, they announced they're going to do their own little version of Dead Space, and then not too long after, EA decides to do their version they're like you know screw you guys we're gonna get back we're gonna be and we're gonna knock it out of the park and they they did so honestly i hope they remake dead space 2 because dead space 2 is one of my favorite games of all time it is i think dead space and dead space 2 is almost like in correlation with alien and aliens like dead space 2 has way more action in it but it's still you know on the creepiness factor Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm excited. It comes in tomorrow, so I don't think I'm going to play it tomorrow, but I'll probably play it Wednesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully the patch will be out for PS5 as well, because I heard there's some texture issues and resolution issues on it. But I think the patch should be out by the time I play it Wednesday, because, yeah, there's definitely some issues. But, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it next week. I'll uh, review that. Give my give my uh, little brief rundown. And, yeah, I I, I want to give you a movie recommendation. You know, like I said, I saw an embarrassing movie this weekend. I saw a great movie. The Barbarian and Megan, they were good. I enjoyed those. The Menu, please see The Menu. I thought yes. that was fantastic. All right, so I got to watch that one. It's a movie? I thought it was a show. It's a movie. It's on HBO okay. Max. 
Um, okay, yes, yeah, so I want to watch good. that. I enjoyed it. I heard. I heard. Did you watch these people? Those people or you? You, you people, people. That is the movie I was going to tell you was embarrassing. Yes, we were I scrolling heard. through Netflix for a comedy. We saw the commercial while watching sports. Yeah, for you people, Eddie Murphy's in it. Oh, cool. Uh, I'll watch an Eddie Murphy movie. Jonah Hill. Oh, cool. Uh, Julia Lee Dreyfus. Cool. I like Elaine. She's good in a lot of other stuff too. Veep. A uh, bunch of other movies. Arrested Development. <laughs> My friend. One of the most embarrassing movies of all time. I, I cannot fucking stand. I cannot. It had funny parts, but the writing is absolute dog shit. I cannot fucking stand Kenya Barris. I think he's an absolute fucking hack. He's yeah. a complete fucking hack, this guy. <clears throat> this guy, this is this is the type of vermin that I cannot fucking stand, where he has to make everything about race. Every single thing. It was fucking embarrassing. This movie treated an interrela- interracial relationship like it was shocking. Like, yeah. it's 2022, my friend. Half yeah. of my friends are dating people outside of their race. Yeah. Like, this is not I, an unusual thing. I am. Um, there's there's points in this movie where it, it's so fucking tone deaf. It's so yeah. fucking tone deaf. And everybody is a piece of shit. And nobody acts like a normal character. Nobody acts like a normal character. None of the conversations are normal. You know, I've never seen people in real life act like this. And And you know what happens in this movie? I'm going to just tell you a scene. <clears throat> There's scenes where they're talking, they're comparing the Holocaust to the slave to slavery. That, that was a special scene. Really love that one. It, at a dinner with each other where the parents are meeting themselves for the first time. They're yeah. comparing the Holocaust to slavery. But this was my favorite. In that dinner scene, Eddie Murphy's character is wearing a, 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 a he's Muslim and he's wearing like a kufi. Okay. Can you predict what happens to that kufi in that dinner scene? And gets ripped off. She sets it on fire accidentally. Oh I mean, talk God. about lazy fucking writing. And and guess how they guess how they one up that scene later in the movie. What? She accidentally snatches one of Jonah Hill's uh, fiance's weaves out of her hair. I mean, this is the type of movie we're talking about. Yeah, didn't Just they do this type of movie with uh, yeah, Bernie Mac and uh, and uh, Ashton Kutcher? <laughs> Yes, yes. Meet, what uh, was that it called? Was like Meet the Parents or something like that? Or no, Guess no, no, Who? No. Guess Who? Ben Stiller. Guess Who? Guess Who? <laughs> Meet the Parents. They legit yeah, like, did this already. And it, that wasn't even funny either. Embarrassing, dude. Watch the uh, Double Toasted review because I watched it last night. But yeah, it was, uh, it. <clears throat> it was so bad, man. So fucking bad. I was just embarrassed. Embarrassed. Like, there was some funny parts, but I mean, I'm just... I'm just shocked like at how bad this was. And Eddie Murphy, he makes some terrible decisions acting wise. He some? seems to favor Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah understatement, some? right? <clears throat> understatement. He, but he, he seems to favor like, oh, I've worked with that guy before. I'll work with him again. Oh, he's my buddy. I'll do him a favor instead of actually picking good roles. He hasn't had a when was the last good movie that he had? The Nutty Professor 2? That was awful. Nutty Professor was terrible. I think the last legit. Let's let's look it up. He was in that movie. Um, 
was that movie? Here, he did let's the, go. The, All right, uh, minus the Shrek movies because I don't, I don't have him. Let's see. Let's go down the hill. Well, Coming I to America Two, probably the movie. Yeah, Coming to America Two, Dolomite no. is my name. Uh, Tower Heist. Uh, imagine Tower that. Heist terrible. Oh, Meet Dave. It is Shrek. Shrek <laughs> is the choice. Norbit. <laughs> Dream Girls. Dream Girls is probably is probably it. I didn't Haunted watch it, Mansion. but I know it got nominated for a bunch of stuff. The Adventures of Pluto Nash. I think that was one of the worst removed movies. <laughs> yeah, it, it got a five so on Rotten Tomatoes. It's <clears throat> on Rotten Tomatoes. It's ranked seventy ninth in the hundred worst two thousand decade movies list. From yeah, like so uh, many yeah. bad movies. Really, after the Nutty Professor, it was all downhill. That was probably yeah. his last fun movie. Bowfinger, oh my god, oh my god! Remember Holy Man? I don't. Oh, that movie. Oh was yes, I do. So I do. Holy fuck, bad. that was awful. I it's, do remember that. I remember watching renting worst that. Movies. I, remember, I remember renting that like back in the day. You know, I used to rent shit, rent VHSs, and I remember renting that and thinking, "My God, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen." Yeah, he, dude, he's got to go back to being kind of vulgar. You know, I don't think he cares anymore. Yeah, I think he's just cashing checks at this point. Yep, hundred percent. But yeah, yeah, that that movie. I just wanted to mention that on the podcast. I had a feeling it was absolutely embarrassing. My foreman came in today, and he was so excited to watch you people. And then he's like, "Dude, don't go see it. It's like biggest fucking waste of time ever." Yeah, <clears throat> and it was it was like a little over two hours too, which I don't understand. I I, I don't get it. It's a fucking comedy. It doesn't have much to say at all, and you made it two hours. Like, come on! That's and it has, it's it's so fucking generic. It's one of those movies where like, there's no, they they just at the end. I'm gonna spoil it because I'm sure you're not gonna watch it. But these parents basically are so fucking shitty and racist and terrible that they drive this couple apart that has no chemistry. By the way, yeah, they I drive heard. them apart, and then at the end, they're like, "Okay, we're just gonna be better people. Here, we threw you guys a wedding." It's like, talk mm. about lazy fucking writing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's no build up to it. It just happens because the movie has to end. Yeah. All, right, all right, cool. Yeah. Kenya Barris, I, I can't stand him. Are, are you really, really hyped for the Kenya Barris remake of Wizard of Oz? Oh, God. <laughs> are you going to be chomping at the bit to do a podcast about that one? Because I'm going to tell you right now, sir, I'm out. Oh my god! I don't want to. You didn't hear about that? No, I didn't hear about that. This guy looks like he's um... he's a clown. Yeah, I I, I, I watched clown. the trailer. I'm like, why is anybody excited to see this movie? Yeah, we were just like, we we kind of want to try to watch something funny. I knew it was going to be shit just because it was Kenya Barris. The second I saw his name, uh, in, in the like the the intro credits i'm like oh god i'm in for a ride here god. the best character was uh <clears throat> jonah hill's friend and then mike apps had a good cameo in it besides that it was god awful god yeah. awful so yes stay away from uh, that movie. oh yeah i was definitely gonna skip it usually you could tell from the trailer but yeah we will uh re-up watch next the menu week. please yes i will re i'll watch the menu we'll re-up next week with uh episode four 
yes, episode four of The Last of Us and The Menu. And I still have to catch up on other shows. Um, what's it called? Uh, I have to finish The Bear. And, you never finish that? Uh, no. We were watching two shows at the same time. We were watching The, the Bear and uh, was it the what, – what was that uh, one on uh, – uh, it had fuck. Oh my god, I gotta look. Was it the old man? Oh, you, I thought you finished that. No, uh, we we're on like one of the last few episodes or something like that. Yeah, yeah. the one with um. He was basically Dr. Solid Man, Snake. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good show. I like that one. Yeah, I gotta go back to it. I like those espionage move, uh, shows. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll go back and review those shows. We got a lot on our list, and we're playing catch up. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. So consistency is key. And we're back. New Year's, New Year, New Movie Chemist, baby. Hashtag New Year, New Me. Yep, 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 yep. All right, cool. All right. Episode 148 in the books. I'm your host, Brian Matthew. And I'm Greg Canellis. We out. Later. Peace.